Are there any particular products you should actually look to trade more than others? Will it give you an advantage? Uh, That's what this podcast is about. Welcome everyone to my latest podcast on trading products, which will give you an advantage. When I wrote, it was about 15 years ago, a book on, well, I started writing a book. It was only published a few years ago because the data took so long. I published a book on trading. We, we, We took the data from lots of brokers and it was anonymized data as you can imagine and the brokers were willing to provide anonymized data because it was uh, well like I said anonymous and for purposes of a book and the data we took was to see if there were any patterns between uh, times of day you might trade products you might trade whether men were better than women all sorts of factors such as this for instance if somebody, if retail clients were to hold certain products, are they more likely to make money? Are they more likely to make money if they go short rather than long? Were there certain times of the day when trading certain products would give them an edge? For instance, if they traded sterling US dollar between 4 and 5 p.m., uh, was that an edge? That's when sort of the markets change and turn over from, say, the New York market uh, onwards to the next next time zone, as it were. So there might be reasons for all of these. Uh, and you always want with data to look for reasons behind any of the analysis. So we looked into all of these factors. And there's a couple of important findings I want to share with you right now. Okay, first of all, what we found was that for most of the retail clients, if they held onto a trade, which was a losing trade, for they tended to hold onto those for longer periods than their profitable trades. Okay, in other words, one of the things I'm saying is, once you're underwater, holding on for a prolonged period in the hope it'll turn around wasn't an advantageous strategy. The winning traders, the ones who are consistently profitable, of which there are only about 20% of the data we looked at, the only 20% who were consistently profitable, they tended to get out of those losing positions. They tended to hold their losing positions a lot shorter time frame, whereas the losers tended to hold them for a longer time frame. So that was one consistent difference between profitable traders and unprofitable ones. Another typical thing we found is that the profitable traders tended not to focus on just one or two products. So contrary to what people have often said is, oh, become an expert on gold or oil, or I only trade the DAX, I only trade the FTSE, I only trade the Dow, I only trade sterling US dollar. That actually wasn't an optimal strategy. And I th- and we think, we suspect, from some of the qualitative interviews we did with these retail traders, the reason for that, that not being an optimal strategy, was because they had less choice. They had to wait for a particular product until they found a trend or a, a likely momentum-based move, some kind of move which would lead it into profitability. And what that led to was sometimes... They'd be waiting and waiting and waiting. They'd sunk a lot of time into this. So psychologically, given their sunk cost of time, they felt more obliged to place a trade. In other words, go for a lower quality trade. Go for a lower quality trade because they had less options, because they were looking at fewer products. Whereas the better traders tended to observe 
And here are some st numbers for you. About 12 to 24 different products, but only have open trades in maybe three or four. Now, some people could do more or less. These are not hard and fast numbers. We're saying these are the optimal numbers we found from the research where the m vast majority uh, were able to generate consistent profitability what were their characteristics and again you can sort of see the reasoning if you're looking at 12 to 24 different products that's enough for the human mind to to scan in a day over a relatively short period of time because there's so many opportunities which might come up and then picking maybe one good high quality uh, uh, trade so what we found there from the data i'm talking about the data i'm not telling you what to do necessarily i'm just saying from the data this is what we found it gave them more choice, more opportunities, and therefore they could really drill down and filter out all the opportunities they weren't happy about and go for the high quality trades alone. That was best practice, it was optimal practice amongst them. So again, the question arises, well, wait a minute, were there certain products, Alpesh, and were there certain times of day? Now, our statistics showed that there were certain products and times of day, certainly in foreign exchange trading, where you had a slight edge. There were times where if you were trading after the US market closes, well, the US foreign exchange market closes, so we're talking after 4 to 5 p.m. Sorry, excuse the background noise. I'm just on my way to my desk and I thought, you know, I'd, I'd record this podcast. Uh, uh, what happened, what we found there was that um, after the, the American markets close or after the London markets close, so after 4 to 5 p.m., New York time or London time, the, it was there was a higher probability of making profits in sterling US dollar. And we think one of the reasons for this is the big banks and the big players uh, are no longer fighting amongst themselves. The volume decreases somewhat. So the trends are not as haphazard, uh, as not as volatile. Now, this is, again, not a hard and fast rule, um, but there was some statistical significance in those timeframes and those products. It doesn't mean you should only look at those things. I've already said you look at and scan a whole bunch of products for the trends. We also found that the trends on the DAX for prolonged periods of time were smoother. I don't know whether it's a Germanic thing. We couldn't really put our finger on the button um, for that, but we found that the trends were a bit easier for retail clients to pick off. Now, this was unusual because uh, virtually all the traders that we were analyzing were either American or British, not because we didn't want German traders, retail traders, it's just that there's not that many of them compared to the, um, the American markets, for instance. But the DAX, which is the German main German index, was incredibly popular. So again, you've got some edge in terms of times of day and products. But all those people who say, oh, Arpesh, does your, does your methodology, does your algorithm, for instance, we use our own uh, proprietary software and algorithms does call the pips predator does the pips predator work on gold or oil and i say to him well it does but the point is and i've been on the bbc talking about this even works on cryptocurrencies because the psychology is the same there's humans behind all of this and there's momentum and there's prices where you're trying to buy low sell high even if even if there's computers uh, uh, looking for these the computers were programmed by humans to look for buy low sell high or if you're going short sell high buy low. So what we found there was don't treat any of these uh, any differently because if you do, you're limiting your opportunities. Now, sometimes for technical reasons, uh, people will also ask, oh, does it work on, for instance, the Bombay Stock Exchange stocks? And I say to them, well, you know, you're really narrowing your your opportunities. And for technical reasons, there might not be uh, 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 data which we can plug in 
because the stock the stock exchange in question doesn't allow um, international data or whatever it might be. There might be a technical reason. So whilst it would work because there's humans trading these things or there's human designed algorithms, um, there might be technical reasons why we can't particularly use that um, data set. But what I would say to people is don't restrict yourself because money is money. And the, the old anecdote I give is when I go to Starbucks and pay for my overpriced, which I'm about to do, my overpriced, you know, extra shot latte in almond milk uh, with, I don't know, sprinkles on the top, whatever else. And the woman behind or the man behind the counter never says to me, oh, that five pound note you're giving me, where, where did you earn that? Did you earn it in gold or in oil or trading DAX? And if I say, no, 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 that's when we traded the FTSE, she doesn't say, oh, no, oh, well, well, I'm not giving you this because you've earned it in the wrong product. Money is money is the point and how you earn it doesn't matter if you're a true trader you're like one of those people who says listen i'll buy and sell anything because i want to make the return and that's the critical factor uh with this we'll we'll cover more of this in future uh podcasts where i'll really deep dive into more of some of the products some of the statistics in the interim if you want to see more of this data don't forget go to www.trading-champions.com i've put a lot of this data on there so that's trading-champions.com and also if you want to see our trades and what we're picking up on the pittsburgh algorithm every monday wednesday and friday we put our trades up as well straight out of the fund um, the team sort of compete for pitching me their ideas a bit like a, a, a newspaper where they're pitching their best story ideas to the editor and I said well that was a good one oh no this one's this one didn't work out but we can learn a lot from it so we put those up and that's on alpishpatel.com forward slash community because that's my community of traders uh alpishpatel.com forward slash community and then just go to the tab which says latest I think it says latest views or latest trades uh but you'll find it on there alpishpatel.com forward slash community and like I said before trading hyphen champions.com if you want to see more of the data uh, and how we devised it um Barclays by the way did the book launch and so really proud about that as well so you'll learn a lot more from there okay guys hope you enjoyed the podcast thank you very much